Dirty. Maybe hey, everybody. Happy Monday. Sup? Ah, so waking up. Welcome to week two of Marie Kondo. I, this is exciting because we're doing the same person for a second week in a row for the first time ever. And I'm excited for this because so far she's been the person I've learned the most from. I've learned so much and I feel like my life has genuinely improved from following her. And I never thought this would happen, but this is the first time that this has happened with anyone. So I'm very excited to follow her for a second week because my I'm definitely not done with the whole cleaning out everything process at all. Um, I got last week, I got, I want to say at least like eight bags of clothes cleared out of my bedroom and closet and... I had all of these like old boots and coats that had really bad tears in them that I was just holding on to. So like I had all those things this week. Um, I have a few more things with clothes to do. I'm almost done with clothes though. And I'm hoping to finish that today because the next thing, right? Her whole process is like you start with clothes and then you go to books and then you go to papers and I'll go to books but I actually, I don't think I want to give away that many books just because like. You love them. I love books. Like books in general spark joy for me. Sparks <laughs> joy. Sparks joy. So I want to have a lot of books. And the same thing with like decorations and objects. Like Tyler and I are both toy collectors. So like having a lot of those items in our house is what we want. That's our ideal. So that, there's not going to be a lot of getting rid of those. But papers is going to be a big one because my drawers are stuffed with papers. I leave papers all over the house. So that's going to be next. But I think I'm going to finish up clothes today. That's going to be what happens next. So getting the house in order. Honestly, it's feeling a lot better. Go through kitchen stuff maybe. It's beginning to feel a lot like yeah. Christmas. And indeed it is. Yes, it is. That's fantastic. How is Paul Blart? Uh, oh. dark side of the, how is dark side of the Paul Blart? Blart side of the mall. Blart side of the mall. Uh, How was it, that? It was great. So Saturday night, Tyler and I watched uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop. You turn off the audio, you put Dark Side of the Moon on the record player, and you listen to the album and let it sync up with the movie and see how it fits. Fits pretty well. That's beautiful. And, it's beautiful. And, and how did it align? It aligned pretty perfectly, actually. Yeah. There were some pre pretty amazing I parts, yeah. I know you said that the Grinch had like that perfect alignment with rock the casbah with his uh, montage of getting dressed yeah but that wasn't a particular album we were listening to when we did that that was like we just put on a random playlist just to prove that like anything syncs up perfectly if you're intoxicated enough i don't know rock the casbah syncs up pretty perfectly with any with like a montage like that it just in general so yeah <laughs> if, it, if it plays during a montage yeah you're good yeah I, I think that's a pretty solid rule of thumb. But no, that sounds like a beautiful, beautiful drunk night with your husband. Yeah, it was beautiful. It is. I'm happy that you're making progress with Marie Kondo. I'm almost done with her book. I, I really wanted to finish the Robert Reich book because it was yeah. due at the library. So I had to finish that. Now I'm going to I'm going to finish Marie Kondo today. So today I or yesterday I read the manga version of her book which was adorable. I loved it. I loved how it was in story form. It was basically the same information, you know, as her 
um, regular book, which I was listening to on Audible, but it was just nice to have, like, it was, it was told in a story, so it was as, like, seeing her, like, go with, like, a fictional client that she helped clean up her life, and it was just cute. It was very cute to read, and I feel like having things in the form of a story makes them easier to remember than, I don't know, at least for me. Well, that's why salespeople yeah. love using stories because you can exactly. apply you can apply stories to any part of life. So that's why whenever you see a guru, they they love the stories, because um, it's, yeah. it's how you can reach a wide range of audiences. Um, Absolutely. Anytime you can interpret events and apply it to your own life, it's a powerful sales tool. Um, anytime you just give straight up advice by saying this formula X plus Y equals Z, only people who want to actually apply that formula are going to listen. So it, it immediately. Uh, narrows your audience. Stories are a lot more powerful of a tool. So while Marie Kondo was using it righteously, uh, it can, yeah. can be abused. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. I just thought it was cute in the in the comic. And then I um, I watched her Netflix show yesterday. How was that? Not all of it. I watched the first two episodes while I was doing some other work. It's good. I like it a lot. I think it's a good show. Yeah. That's beautiful. You know, it kind I'm, of follows the the typical reality show formula with the dramatic editing and all that, which you got got to just kind of you got to kind of just accept that. You need that for reality TV, though. If you don't have that, then you lose your audience. We watch reality TV for the for the dramatic editing. I mean, I personally don't. That's why, like, when I watch, um, like, for example, if you watch Kitchen Nightmares, the British version doesn't have the same dramatic editing <laughs> that the American version does. And the British version is much more enjoyable to watch because of that, in my opinion. Focuses a lot more on the on the food and the process, and a lot less on the like dramatic noises. The dramatic noises distract me a lot. I'm like, oh, stop with the dramatic noises. I think it's funny that you're saying that, and I think of like Gordon Ramsay, who I believe is British, right? Yeah. And 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 he's all about he he is a dramatic edit. Well, that's the thing. That's why <laughs> in Kitchen Nightmares, it's like the show doesn't need dramatic editing because it already has Gordon Ramsay. He just already. The dramatic edit. He's Sir he Dramatic Edit. The, he just is the dramatic edit already. You don't need anything more. Exactly. He was knighted as a transition. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. I love it too. Y'all, in three hours today, I have a new video premiering right here. Check this out. I just want to give a quick shout out to my video that's premiering today. Yeah. Queen of Spade, you're Canadian. That's why you like the UK version better. You also have the queen on your money. Like, get out of here with your Canadian opinions. So y'all, today um, I'm doing an interview with my book cover designer, which is really exciting because my book cover, if you guys saw this past Wednesday, my book cover for my new novel that's coming out in June revealed on my channel. And then today I'm doing an interview with uh, the designer of the cover, who's, you know, a professional artist and, a prof and I on Patreon I had... Um, put it out there for people to ask questions that they wanted him to answer. So join me at 11 in three hours today for this uh, Q&A video with the cover designer. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we talk a lot about um, different types of art and everything like that and all types of digital art media. And uh, also have he gives advice for like freelancing and for general business advice and things like that. So check it out. See you guys there at that premiere in three hours. He has a good headshot. He does, doesn't he? Yeah, that's a that's a good headshot. And he I'm glad really the Queen of Spades took my joke in stride. I'm happy I made her laugh and not like made her clutch her pearls about being Canadian. <laughs>
<laughs> whatever, whatever the Canadian equivalent of pearls are. I don't know what you have up there that's precious. Um, hockey pucks. Uh, and, and anyway, what's up, Dibalabot? I'm glad that you found my uh, my advice on the IG story so helpful. Yeah, I just recycled a piece that I posted on my own personal TikTok. And since I don't really use my personal social media that much anymore, I just use uh, Your Morning Guru. I thought, why not repost it? So I'm glad that you found value in it. And I'm sorry if anyone else in here is Canadian and is uh, being bothered by my, me going from advice mode to talk shit about Canada mode. <laughs> Let's take a look at some comments. Good morning, Joe. What's up, Joseph? Marie says, I'm going all in this week. Woke up at six to do yoga and just started organizing the guest room and office before work. Amazing. Oh, yeah, I did yoga for Marie Kondo week. I stopped doing those hit workouts. I'm like, okay, we're going to do Marie Kondo week right this week. I did yoga. Amazing. Amazing. I also did it because I got bit by a fire ant. So wearing oh. socks sort of hurt. So I just thought I just did a barefoot workout. I love it. <laughs> I need to do like a visualization meditation because she does meditations in the morning and she also talks about the importance of like visualizing your ideal life. And so I, I was Googling, I was searching on YouTube to find meditations, guided meditations for visualizing your future. So I'm going to try some of these out probably after the stream. I should have done them before the stream but I was too exhausted and if I meditated, I would have just fallen back asleep. And so trying to wake myself up right now. I'm, See some jumping jacks. Maybe I should, maybe I should. Well, I know I'm gonna take Chewy on a nice nice walk after this. We'll take, we'll go on a nice walk, I'll do a meditation and then I'll get into my work for the rest of the day because I got a lot of things to do today. Maybe I should make myself a to-do list while we're on this stream right now. You should, I was looking for my, so I have three journals right now. I have my, my mm -hmm. personal journal, the journal I write in the streams because I'm trying to separate them. And mm -hmm. then my housing journal and I'm looking for my housing journal right now. I think it's under here. Oh wait, well, you should talk there about houses because you looked at you looked at houses. Yeah, I was having a lot of fun. You, um, because Marie Kondo talks so much about the importance of visualizing your ideal living space, and you just got approved for a mortgage and are looking in to move into a permanent house. So tell me about the houses you looked at and what your ideal things you're looking for in your next house are going to be. Well, my ideal home that I found is perfect. It's it's a major fixer upper though, but it's a, it's a, I love it. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's a two unit house, so we'd rent out the front unit. And we'd live in the back. The front home is a shotgun. So and that's that's a New Orleans style. It goes it's because historically uh, in New Orleans people were taxed not by the size of their house, but by how much of the street their home took up. So they built really narrow homes that went back really far. Called, and it's called oh, a shotgun. That's interesting. Uh, I never so heard the, of that. <laughs> so the front unit is a shotgun, and that's the unit that we're gonna that we would rent out. Um, and it's just so it's like kitchen, bedroom, living room, bedroom. Um, and that's the layout of the house. Uh, it's a it's a great neighborhood. It's a it's like it, it would we would definitely have the cheapest house in the neighborhood because it's total fixer upper. And then the primary unit, which needs a lot of work, is a cottage. So it's a shotgun and a cottage, and then a really big backyard. And I oh, fucking love dude, it. Oh, dude, that's awesome. You're gonna have a yard. So I really hope that works out. And it's a two-car driveway. Um, lot you have of a yard coverage. and a driveway? Damn. In a the city? Yep. And it's... Um, <laughs> Dude. So, so so that's my dream home right now, that if it all works out, I'm talking to contractors this week after my COVID shot. And if it stays under my, my credit limit, and I also might get... Be, I, I'm... <sighs> It's, it's everything needs to align perfectly for this house to work out or else I walk away, but I could possibly get an extension on my credit because it's, it's in a historic neighborhood. So I could get like a historic rehab loan or some other shit. I'm talking to my lender today about that. Mm -hmm. um, and if that all works out perfectly, 
on moving forward with it. I did find a nice backup home too. It's a little small, but um, it's well within my price range. It comes with a tenant, so I don't have to worry about finding someone to rent out the second unit to. Uh, it's move-in ready, so I just pay for it. I move in that day and we're good to go. Uh, and, and the other tenant, currently both units are rented out, but the other tenant's contract lease expires like the month before our lease in our apartment expires. So I can get dual income from that property until we move in, which which is nice. Um, and then after that, I like don't have to eat the whole mortgage the the, the other the other person's eating most of it with their rent. Uh, so that, that that's a nice fallback option. And then today we're looking at a house that's pretty close to the universities. So everything about it is perfect. The only thing I'm worried about is drunk college students, but I think I'll get over it because everything else about the house is perfect. And if they, they accepted an offer, but I think the people who are buying it are getting cold feet because the owner was like, hey, we still want you to come look at this house. Oh, okay. But I looked at like 15 homes the past three days. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so fucking excited right now. Um, and I have my my little notebook here. Um, yeah, I want to hear all about your house hunting because I feel like this fits in with the idea of you're in a unique place right now where you know, the first step is to visualize your ideal living space or your ideal home. And you're in the unique space of you're about to start over with your home and get to basically create your ideal space from the beginning. So I just want to hear like what, what, what you've, what, like, what, what is your ideal home in oh, your that, opinion? that cottage is my ideal home. Yeah. Um, just because it's an income property. Uh, I looked up the rents in that neighborhood and the rents will cover the mortgage entirely. So I wouldn't have, so I wouldn't have to pay anything out of pocket for the mortgage um huge backyard very open floor plan which i fucking love huge kitchen for aaron to make every baked good imaginable amazing um, yeah the it's funny the best house we saw that was like the most moving ready was by far the worst neighborhood like we went there and we were like oh so we will be the gentrifiers like we were the first yeah. people on this block that was, it was by far the most expensive house on the block uh -huh. it was um it was the middle of the day and the entire street was just filled with people. We literally saw two drug deals happen while we were looking at the house, like the, at the, at the house next door. Um, so the thing with new Orleans is it's usually block by block. Like we saw, we, we were looking at one house that was really nice. Um, and it was a perfect house. And it, this is nothing against this block, but this, this is just how new Orleans is. You'll see a beautiful home and then you'll see a foreclosed home that right next door to it. Um, because it's, it's not really segregated that, that much. Like most of the city is just, you have high income houses next door to government houses next door mm -hmm. to foreclosed homes next door to like the middle of the middlest class. So, but this was of clearly, um, that's kind of how Shanghai is too. Beautiful. New Orleans is Shanghai. <laughs> um, but this home was very clearly, um, they even, it, it was South seventh ward. The city is renaming it new Marini, which is mm -hmm. clearly being done to try and drive up housing prices and kick out the people that are currently living there. And mm -hmm. yeah, we went there and we were like, we, we, I don't like this house was brand new. Everything about it was brand new. We were wondering why it was so cheap. That's why, because we would have been the first people to gentrify this block and that's not what we're trying to do. Yeah. Understandable. <laughs> This is this is probably a really stupid question that everybody is probably more socially aware and knows more than I do. But how do you know if, like, what makes someone the gentrifying force? Does it have to do with how much you're paying for the home? Well, it was easily the most expensive house on the block. And that does have to do with it because all the other housing prices and values then go up. And so it's a question of, since most of the people on the block are renters anyway, like they don't own their homes, um, their landlords okay. then 
are looking for an opportunity to sell their home. Okay, and so would it have to do then with if you buy a home in a primarily renting neighborhood, is that what makes it gentrifying? Well, that is a you that is a similar characteristic of gentrifying neighborhoods. Yes, a, a, oh, okay. a, a neighborhood where residents are primarily own their homes is less likely to be gentrified because they have more control over their homes. Now that they they can still mm -hmm. be gentrified, but it's a lot more difficult. A renting neighborhood, they don't have control over their homes, and those who do and their landlords are waiting for the values to appreciate and then make the easy sales. Okay, interesting. So, if you want, like, if you wanted to, like. For example, if you wanted to move into a neighborhood, but you didn't want to gentrify it, would the answer be to try to negotiate with the seller of the unit to make the price go down so that you're not paying more expensive prices? Or what would that, how would it work? It, so the city government would have to go in because another thing that, would, that happens in gentrified neighborhoods is as the property values go up, the taxes on the homes go up. Right. Yeah. And then, and then that tax is either. So if, if they're homeowners, then they have to pay higher taxes. If they're renters, then the higher taxes is going to get pushed on them with their rent. Well, cause I'm right now, my, I'm worried about gentrification happening to my neighborhood right now. I'm like very worried about it. And I'm trying to figure out like, how do you combat that? Because like I'm, I own a home in this neighborhood. So I guess I could be accused of being a, a gentrifier in it, but the building I live live in most people have owned their homes in it for 30 years and the prices haven't really increased so i don't but i'm trying to figure out like how do you combat that i see it happening with other units or other buildings and other places in this neighborhood and i'm like i don't how do how do you how do you stop it from happening is what i'm wondering I'm not sure because I because I, yeah. I, I'm not sure if like the responsibility falls on an individual either. I'm 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 not sure. All I yeah. know is we walked away from that house for a number of reasons. One of mm -hmm. them being that another was it just, um, you know, we we, we want to be able to. Uh, I want to be able to walk Logan. I want to be able to to, mm -hmm. to sit on my like it, it, you can't really sit on your front porch if if. Um, you're gonna have a front porch too, dude. You're gonna no, have no, 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 no. That house had a front porch. Our, I'm like, the, you're the house like, I'm living in the city with my yard and my driveway and my front porch, and I'm like, dude, dude. What? I could. I mean, I did imagine. So I'm excited to talk to the contractor to see what they think. But I could put like a sunroom um, in on the in the driveway because the driveway is pretty deep. So I don't. I, I won't have a front porch, but I could have like a side porch, and then I I really have a lot of air and a lot of ideas too for that backyard. Like we can make it into a really beautiful courtyard. So what we've done so far with our unit is, you know, we. I'll tell you more about it off live. I don't really want to like. If I buy this home, I don't want to dox myself. Oh sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Somebody's gonna be listening to this, like, oh, let's look for the home in New Orleans with these specific. Well, some of the cooler characteristics, characteristics. Some of the cooler characteristics make it very identifiable, and that's why I don't want to say it live, but I want to I gotcha. talk to you about it. Yeah. So okay, cool. Yeah. What we did was like, so we don't have right. We don't have a porch, a yard, anything. This is basically we do but have, have a, a dog. Was, we have a dog. This is a duplex. So we we have both basically a duplex apartment, and. I love it. It's fantastic. But we're like, sometimes we're like, uh, when we're working from home, we want to be able to go outside when it's nice out. So what we did was build, um, this was mainly Tyler. If I say we built this, he'll be like, Savvy, I built it. He built it. I'll give him credit for this. Um, we have like the, you know, the, the back exit or the back exit and entrance into the building, you know, where people go out to throw their trash in a dumpster and that kind of thing. But across the, the back uh, exit we built like this little little table 
that that we can put little bar stools at so we can we can or you can use it as a standing desk or we can eat outside at it it's pretty great so how long did he work on that for not super long it was pretty easy to build because it was just like three wood planks that he set up together and just made a little table across what was already the kind of the like stairs railing like the flat part of the stairs railing just kind of put a little table uh, across it you see that do you see this being your forever home or are y'all just uh, living there um i have no intention to move are you so what you said it's a duplex do you did you used to rent out the second unit no or do you you didn't no we we um we each have like well so like this is my i have my office here we made the dining room into a fulfillment center for business stuff. Basically, we've made it into like a business and workshop home. I guess our second unit is business and workshop stuff. Because in our basement, we have a home workshop down there where we have our workbench, our 3D printer, all of our tools and all of our things that we use for creating things, for building things and all that. Because we both make a lot of things. You guys know I make toys and stuff for my business. And yeah, you got Santa's workshop going on. Yeah, we, we basically have a little Santa's workshop in the basement. I'm going to do a house tour at some point. I think our house is really interesting because like I've got, yeah. So, and we are able to write off two full rooms on our taxes every year, which is nice because it's like, I've got this room, which is my office. And then the room right there, which was originally the dining room, but we don't use a dining room. So instead we turned it into a fulfillment center where I have all my, um, I store my stuffed animal stock and my book stock and I have my packaging materials and all of my boxes and everything for packaging things. Um, and Came I do for the guru stayed for the tax info. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's, uh, that's what I did with, uh, that room. And then in the basement we have, um, we have like a big main basement room where Tyler has his computer and everything set up. And then we have a, a there's like what is considered, I guess, a third bedroom, but it's not really, it didn't, doesn't have a door or anything. It's just like a, a little carpeted room. We pulled out the carpet and put like these floor tiles on it and made it into a workshop. So you got a lot going on in that home. Sorry, I was just pulling up the stream on my phone because I wanted to make sure to like it. And then I did look at it. I'm going to I'm gonna take a note out of Always Marco's book and say, uh, we got 26 people watching. We got seven likes. If you do like the stream, we really appreciate it. It helps. Yes, give us a like. Tell your friends about us. Um, yeah, tell your friends about us. Yeah. Actually, nah, keep, keep us your favorite little secret enjoy us to yourselves and then and like make this is they make this the most exclusive and cool club on the planet and then everyone would be dying to come in and join and we'll put up and we'll have queen of spade being our bouncer because she's tough i dig it <laughs> i dig it so i want to do like i mentioned before i want to do a giveaway um because as i'm cleaning out things in my house most things that i'm clearing out that i'm like this doesn't spark joy whatever i'm either I'm taking to like places in our neighborhood that you can just drop off bags of stuff to donate. I've been donating or if it's been destroyed, I've been throwing it out. And so now I'm wondering, like I, I find a few items though that I'm like, this is pretty cool. I'm not using it much though. And I want to do it as a giveaway to people in the audience who'd be interested. Um, so I'm wondering what should we like, 
we've got a lot of things coming up on this channel, right? Like we're going to do a fundraiser at the end of the month. We should schedule that and get ready to talk about that too. We're going to be doing a fu uh, charity fundraiser. And then I also want to do a giveaway. I'm like, what should we do the giveaway for? To celebrate a thousand subscribers when we hit it or give away our hair. Give away our hair. <laughs> let's, just, let's just give our hair in a bag. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for a thousand subscribers, guys. Who wants Sammy's hair? <laughs> oh yeah, so like the the creepy fans can get yeah. can yeah, that was that's a good idea. Yeah, we don't need only fans. We have creepy fans. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I wanna I wanna look at some some like I wanna probably give away some books of things that I'm not reading anymore. Um, also, I know that the one thing I'm not going to follow Marie on that I probably should, but I'm not going to, is when she talks about books, she has, you take all the books off all your shelves, put them on the floor, touch them all individually, which I know is, is a good method. And I recommend people do it her way over what I'm doing, but that's just going to cause me too much back pain. Like I know ahead of time that because I have a few months ago when I put these shelves up in the first place, I did take everything off the shelf and put it back on and I was dead for like a day. So I am going to um, just look at them on the shelf, which I know is not what you're supposed to do, but I know I'm planning to keep most of them anyway. So I'm doing the books thing a little different than what she says, just because I have to use my uh, scoliosis accommodation. I'm going to use my accommodations card on this one. Yeah. If your back is shaped like a question mark, you can question bending over. <laughs> exactly. I get it. I get. I get it. it so it that's what I want to do for that. Yeah. So I want to do some giveaways for this, and then, so we're gonna do what? When do we want to? We should probably figure out when we want to do our our charity stream. Want to uh, do it tomorrow? Yeah, I'm down. N <laughs> I mean, to be honest, like we could do it. Part of me is like we could do it at the end of this week because we're wrapping up Marie Kondo week. Yeah, if we we're like do it again it, next week. If we're like our hair doesn't spark joy, that means we should get rid of it. Is your but your hair I feel like sparks joy. My hair does spark joy, but I, I'm actually excited to try something new with it. So but yeah, we could do it at the end of next week on like the twenty third. We could do Britney Spears week. Oh, I won't make fun of Britney Spears. She's been through a lot. I wasn't making fun of her. I just was acknowledging she shaved her head. She did. And you know what? It, it, the look worked for her. She's got beautiful eyes. Yeah, she's fantastic. I mean, I, has, any, has everyone watched that Hulu show? Sorry, I haven't watched I'll, it yet. I'll, I'll pick someone else who famously shaved their head. I just can't think of anyone else. Well, we should. The problem is that we we followed two bald guys already and didn't shave our head during those. Who else they because they went bald. There's there's an issue going bald and shaving your head. <laughs> Who else is bald that we need that we're gonna follow? Is Seth Again, Godin there's bald? There's a difference. There's, yes, but there's a difference in going Wait, bald. Wait, Seth Godin's bald? Yes, but there's a huge difference between going bald <laughs> and shaving your head. I just I want to make sure you understand this. I understand the difference. Yes, if you go yes, if you go bald, <laughs> you lose your hair without without taking it off yourself. Yes, yes. this is a very obvious difference. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure that was clear. <laughs> yes, but my point is, if we're going to live like them, we should be bald like them. So if we do Seth Godin week next week, we could shave our head if he is bald. I didn't know he was bald. That's perfect. Yeah, he's bald. Gary, Gary is pretty short hair. I can't believe all these gurus are bald. Look Tony Robbins and Grant Cardone probably have the best hair. Yeah, oh, Seth Godin's like super bald. Oh, yeah, he's, he's shiny. Yeah, I'm not going to go that bald. Neither am I. 
I'll get I'm close, gonna, though. I mean, I'm going to go the same length I was when Aaron shaved my head last year. I'm going to do a buzz cut, but I'm not going to be all the way bald. I want to have a little bit of fuzzy hair that I can, like, ruffle. Yeah, you, you, you want to have, like, you want to feel like felt? Yeah, I think I'm going to put the clippers on, like, level six or something. Oh, okay, so that's... I'll put them on, like, six millimeter, something pretty, like that. That's pretty long. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that, that way it'll be, it'll be like a, like a, a buzz cut, but not bald. You can be bald. Yeah, which is fine. The only thing that feels really awkward about being bald, like when, when I shave my head, is taking a shower. Because I'm so used, especially last time, because my hair was so long. I was mm -hmm. so used to like letting the water roll over. Like my hair felt heavy in the shower because it just got soaked. And like, I would, it, it was so, so much to handle. And then when I was in the shower, I'd like bend over to the back of my head and I was just waiting for my hair to fall and it never did and I lost my balance. Like I didn't uh -huh. like fall, like I didn't fall over anything. I just like, I got dizzy. Cause like yeah. I was expecting so much weight to fall forward. Well, I know the feeling because right, like two years ago I had, I had so much hair. If anyone doesn't know me from back then, which you probably don't because my channel only had like 300 subscribers back then. I knew you. You knew me. When I had all the hair, I had so much hair, like so much hair. It was it was heavy. Like I would have to change what side it was flipped on constantly because it would just weigh my head down all day. So then when I finally cut it off, I didn't even shave my head. I just had short hair. My head was cold all day, every day. I'd have to wear hats. It was like it was like March. It wasn't even super cold here. I just had to wear hats like inside. Because my head was so cold all the time because I wasn't used to not having that. Like, you don't realize how much that hair keeps you warm until you don't have it anymore. And then you're like, no, whoa, that hair I was realize. really keeping me warm. Well, you realize because you're in New I Orleans. I <laughs> daily because of this hair. I'm just like, I, I, I fully realize how much this hair is keeping me warm. It's keeping me hot. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to, uh, Tony's sauna. I got my hair. Yes. Also, but. I've been waking up because, like, sometimes I'll actually fall asleep on my side, mm -hmm. and my hair will like go down to my ear, and I wake up and my ear hurts so much from just like my hair pressing into it all night. Oh my god! By the way, while we're talking, I'm gonna keep drawing visualizations of my ideal life because I want to make sure that I have a goal, and then maybe I'll I'll eliminate some books in a few minutes and clean some of those out so that you guys, I can give them away to you guys. Queen of Spade posted on IG yesterday, like someone was sending her uh, vague threats. So Queen oh, of really? Spade, yeah. So Queen of Spade is my inspiration for not doxing myself. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I'm always worried. I show enough of my neighborhood in vlogs that I feel like I could be doxed, but luckily none of my fans are creepy yet. We'll find out. That who knows if that'll change. Have you followed Queen's like? online narrative and shit like that like she uh, goes to yeah. war with some big dude, it's wild dude it's wild <laughs> i can't it's believe wild. how much she's dealing with dude i couldn't handle it i, I know, know i couldn't and they're yeah. like 40 times bigger than her and they're paying her attention <laughs> yeah that's why that's why you got that's why you don't punch down dude if someone is is smaller than you on youtube just like and don't don't engage in that way, you know, unless it's like to collab or to do something positive, but that's like, my, that's how I see it. Like Jordan Peterson fans, you don't have to engage with them. You, that's punching so far down. They're, 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 they're lobsters. Like don't punch a well, lobster. Today I got a comment from one that I will, I will give them credit that they cited their sources. I appreciate that. They were like, 
women actually do want dominant partners. Just because you don't doesn't mean that women in general don't. And here are some studies that show why that show that it's true. And I was we like, talk, we talk about on this channel exceptions versus rules frequently. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't respond to it yet because I saw it right before we started streaming. But I was like, oh, cool. Like you cited your sources. Like that's a thing. Like because it's so different from my experience, I would ask why that is. Like why why do women want dominant partners according to these studies? I don't know if this, but I have to, I haven't read the studies yet, so I guess I have to read them to see if they delve into the reasons before I get into a comment fight with somebody, which I'm probably not going to get in a fight with this person because they weren't rude. They were just uh, they were just sharing their side. They weren't being rude. So, some of the fans are rude. Some are not. I also am curious if it's like they want dominant partners or they romanticize dominant partners, but don't see it as practical because that documentary that you still got to watch naughty books talks about the erotica sector and like how the the fantasy that so many women that read that genre have for men versus men they actually date uh, yeah but you could i feel like erotica is comparable to porn right so you could talk about men who watch porn of femdom which is a pretty big segment versus women they actually date that's men who want dominant women then but it's like do they do they actually want it or is it just a fetish? That's exactly what, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it's, 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 is, is it a fantasy or is it something that you actually because I be think happy a lot with in your life? I think a lot of things people use for porn are not things they want in life. It's just, it's just a fetish because some people have some weird fetishes and I don't think that they would make sense in everyday life. Exactly. Like, I feel on. like most people don't want to just be handcuffed all day long and stuff like that, you know, but I feel that's like... Depends on some people yeah. might, dude, and some people do like the the lifestyle king. They things. go to a board meeting. So, hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, but I mean, just based on consumer preferences, like obviously, in that genre, the books with alpha males sell more than the books with beta males because it's just it's it's just a more enjoyable thing for them to read and to dive into that fantasy world. But again, I don't know if if what you read is a good indicator of what you actually want in your life. Then again, those, those alpha men do everything. And you also know their internal monologue at all times. <laughs> I really want to read some more. Like if, if someone writes erotica with dominant women, let me know. And not like, I mean, lesbian erotica is fine too, but I like, I like to see the roles reversed a lot. I think role reversals are important to balance our worldview. So, all right, wait, never mind. I don't want to go that far on a morning stream. <laughs> like, I know we joke about being Howard Stern, but we don't actually have to do that. I feel like yeah. We, I was going to say, so wait, so you mean, and then I was like, nope. And then we're, we're not going to go too depth in, in depth into porn here because, yeah, we didn't age restrict the, the stream. We can say the word and we can say erotica, but we're not going to actually not, say any descriptors. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the intricacies of what happens in sex. Um Kimberly says, going through a box of books and found a blank start today journal. What do I do with it? I would say if it's blank, you could either give it away to someone or you could try using it yourself and see if you like it. I mean, Rachel Hollis already got the money for it. So you might as well, you might as well give it a try. See if it's, I mean, I've heard that the journals are not that bad. I mean, so, up to how, you. how could a journal be bad unless like every page is watermarked or just like is like, here's your, like, I know we have daily affirmations, but maybe like a journal has a daily put down for the people who have high ego. <laughs> oh, dude, that would be a great journal. We should make that journal if we're like to have like daily put downs for people with too high of an ego. It's like, you are just a mortal like everyone else. You are going to die at some point. 
You know what we your, could do? Your influence on the world is not that big. <laughs> yeah. You know what we can do? It could be what? the same journal, but it's for different people. If you read it, if you go through it like a traditional journal, it's daily affirmations at the top. If you put it upside down and backwards, it's negging at the top. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. It's like, it depends what you need. If you're somebody who you're, you, you are lacking the confidence to get started with something, the journal will, will tell you some motivational things. But if you're someone who's already, which is what I need sometimes, honestly, because I, I get too confident a lot of times and I need to, I need to check myself. So a lot of, uh, I, like, we could have some quotes in there that are like, there are people in your life who are much smarter than you. Don't forget that you're not the expert on everything. You're wrong about a lot of things and should listen to other people more often. They could have just phrases like that. I, I love it. And then you also know. And the like, thing is, like, they're not insults, right? They're not going to be like, you look like reminders. shit today. They're reminders that you need to, like, not have a huge ego. Yeah. You're not the smartest person in the room. Exactly. Listen, listen to everyone else before you speak. Yes. Yes, I love that idea. So yeah, we'll have a, a at the top, yeah, and at the bottom, and and then lines in the middle to write whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, it could be a line in the middle, so each day you could do both, or it could just be straight up on one day you're writing in one direction, and then on the next day you flip it over and you can tell how you're feeling just by what direction the pen is. Like you open it up, it's like, oh, it's upside down. That means I really needed some demotivation today. <laughs> I absolutely love this idea. I think it's great. It's just re just reminders to keep your ego in check. Check your ego. Girl, check your ego. Girl, wash your brain. Girl, wash your brain. It, it, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, I'm thinking about... So, honestly visualizing my ideal office, I already kind of, I already kind of have my ideal office other than knocking down the wall. That's the one thing in my house that like if we're talking long, long term, so like if Tyler and I stay here as long as I want to stay here, which is until we need to go to a retirement home. Wow. Then we, <laughs> then we will have our mortgage paid off by the time we're 53. So I, under, I understand wanting to live in Chicago for the rest of your life, but you found your forever home too. That's cool. Yeah. I don't like moving. I like to stay in one place. I'm not That's a person beautiful. who moves. Yeah. I don't like to move. Yeah. See, so, I, I want to own a city block. Oh, that's cool. And then I can use that to leverage and buy a, a decommissioned lighthouse. Like, but again, I always have that lighthouse goal in mind. Oh, that's good. When you're visualizing your ideal space, it includes a lighthouse. And that's cool. That's cool. Reach for the stars, dude. Yeah. Or, you know, just at least the sea, the ocean. Reach across Reach it. Reach for the ocean. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So I pretty much already have my ideal office space. Um, but I'm thinking, I mean, the guy with fireworks on top of a lighthouse and those people can be like, Oh, it's that weirdo setting off fireworks on top of a lighthouse again. And I actually just fully redid my office this past September. And it looks clean. Like I can see right now, like it just looks cleaner. It is so much cleaner. And there's, I mean, there's some bigger. stuff on my desk, but it's like stuff I have to address. So it'll be like, I have to register my new debit card. I have to cash my, my, paycheck <laughs> like those congrats things. on money congrats. congrats on money yeah i love getting my paychecks it's so exciting like checking the mail is exciting for me because i only get direct deposit for some of my jobs and for some i get checks in the mail and the checks in the mail are pretty significant parts of my income usually so i'm like woo, i got paid i'm cash only i'll let y'all think what i do now 
I'm uh, kidding. I accept Bitcoin. No. <laughs> so my office is looking pretty clean. I'm like, I'll take a look at some books. Let's see what books we need to move the microphone over here so I can talk about books while I look at the books. Dude, this fire ant bite is annoying. Like, how'd you it, get bit by a fire ant? I walked because I was I, I walked to some of the houses I was looking at because they weren't far, and I felt like a little sting on my foot, and I thought nothing of it, and then mm -hmm. I looked down a block later. And I see this like red thing on my ankle and I brush it off and I see two bite marks. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I got bit by a fire ant. Oh no. Oh no. And so I was like, these just two little bulbs and a red dot. And you know, it's a little swollen. I'm looking at a bunch of these books and I'm seeing some that spark joy and some that don't. ASMR it. I, dude, I wish that this microphone didn't have to be plugged in with a wire because then I would walk over to the shelf and talk my way through it. Unless, unless I should join on my phone over by the shelf and do, do stuff with the books live. Would people want that? I mean, sure. Why not? <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Because I want to do so. I want to do more cleaning live on the stream. Let this is a why not stream. Why not? Let me, this, let me join on my Hillary phone. Duff. Hillary Duff. Yo, I watched a multiple Hillary Duff movies recently. Watch the Lizzie McGuire movie, Cadet Kelly, and uh, uh, Raise Your Voice. And you, I remember you went on your uh, your Cadet Kelly is, uh, like, how <laughs> you forgot that there was a male love interest in that movie and how it was an enemies to lover trope. Oh, it definitely was. There's also a, a, a YouTuber, Nick DeRamio, who did a, a video reviewing that movie recently, and it's called, like, Cadet Kelly is Disney's gayest movie or something. <laughs> and I'm like... This dude gets it. This dude gets it. I wonder what else is up there for gayest movies on Disney Channel. Definitely only this one, I feel like. I think so. I mean, like, I, I can, I, I obviously see it with this one. I'm just wondering if there are any others. All right, hold up. I'm going to stop camera, so I'm going to join on my phone. What about Stuck in the Suburbs? I don't think I watched that one, actually. Because that was Brenda Song and What's-Her-Face from Sky High. Also, shout out, shout out Sky, Sky High. High. Oh, that's, oh an that's an echo. Hey. Hey. There it is. Baby, I got Don't you worry. Hey. hey. How is this happening? I don't know, but let's just keep it going. Because I can do my own backup Okay. How do I not make that happen? Whatever that was. Do you have headphones for your phone? Maybe that's what it is. I need headphones for my phone. I'll go get those. I'll be right back, friends. Okay, let's go through these comments. You wanted to. Oh, for the people who are listening to audio only, I'm really sorry for that. Today you suck. Nicely done, Queen of Spade. I like how you just roll with the punches. Uh, send one to Grant Cardone, please. He might steal the idea. Grounding reminders. That's probably a better way of putting it so we can have uh, reach for the stars and get grounded. Uh, when Monica did a video on them, I was cracking up. What video? I feel like we went a little further back. I, I feel like I went too far back now. Uh, Queen of Spade needs the, the, the grounding reminders sometimes. Call it the Realist Journal. Sending out customer orders. Fire, ant fire ants don't spark joy. They spark pain. I hope it's a fire ant. I hope it's not just like... I, I, I assumed it was a fire ant because it was red and bit me, but... Who knows? I, I, I hope it's not just something like super deadly that I don't even recognize. Um, 
that Marie agrees with something I that I'm just gonna assume I said because I'm right. No, not really. Uh, why not take a crazy chance? I'm glad I could spark some Hillary Duff singing. Nick's video was the best. I need to check him out. I don't know who the other, who Nick D, D, Lisa. I know who Lisa De Marino is, but I don't know who he is. I've been rearranging the living room, and I have gathered almost all my kids' toys into one room. I got to go through them all. Blah. Why don't you and the, and the kiddo just Make, make make Marie Kondo the kid's hero. Uh, Danielle K is her sister. I, I don't know. Uh, it's it sounds right to me. Uh, you can only sign in once. Pure romance, but no, you you can't only sign in once to, to Streamyard. I've I've gone on my computer and phone simultaneously. D Joe, you always bring up pure romance. Like I feel I feel like the, I feel like there's some there's some truth in this jest. <laughs> Mindless self indulgence. Good morning. Quiet, watching quietly while at work. Well, welcome, welcome. What what do you do for work that uh, that allows you to watch so quietly? And also, now that y'all are set and I caught up on the comments, it's time for some Pelicans talk. So the Pelicans actually won last night. They beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. I was pretty excited. Bi was really struggling, but Zion Williams is fucking dominant. I was so happy that Najee actually stepped up. They really needed them. His 14 points were basically what won it for us because they they just they basically the entire team fucking sucked except Zion who dropped 38 and single handedly won it. But oh, sad is bad. But anyway, the Pelicans won. I'm here. All right, let me see. Woo. You you were gone, so I had to rely on sports. So we're in front of the bookshelf over here. A launch engineer. Like, are you shooting rockets into space for Richard Branson? All right, let's take a look at some books over here, y'all. Got a lot of books that on these shelves. Really powerful. Yeah, yeah. I ha when Savvy's gone, I have to fall back on my comfort food, which is sports. <laughs> And um, Aaron's baking. All right. I've got a bunch of uh, books over here. So I'm going to take this shelf. I know does this shelf does not spark any joy. So that's why I'm going to look burn at it. the books on this shelf. Burn I'm it. Throw out the whole shelf because I like some of the books. I on didn't say throw it out. I said burn it. Burn it. Burn the shelf. What um, burns besides witches? More witches. Shout out Monty Python. Okay, I'm looking at each book on this shelf. Okay, so I have this book right here called So You Want to Be a Writer. And I have got this book when I was a kid. And there was a whole, there was a little survey at the beginning. And it was funny. I looked back at the survey and it was like, what do you associate with being a writer? And I associated being rich with being a writer, which is hilarious. So like now as an adult who is a professional writer, looking at a lot of the things where I'm like, does being a writer, do you associate it with being making a lot of money or being broke? And I was like, making a lot of money, definitely. Definitely. So yeah, I mean, if you if you corner the market as a publisher. <laughs> so you want to be a writer. What year was this published? 2001. So this book is probably very outdated now. Yeah. Oh yeah, I... it even has like lists of writing contests. Um, that was back when like the way to sort of test your writing was to apply to lit journals and get published in as many of those as possible to get agents' attention. Yeah, this was long before, like, people did Kindle Unlimited and all that kind of stuff. Also, it's about writing for from a kid's perspective. I don't really read it anymore, so maybe I'll put that in a giveaway if people want to read what being a writer was like in 2001. 
it's a wild time. What was what was writing in Y2K like? <laughs> All right, over here I've got The Great Gatsby. That's Parks I'll be High honest, School. I've never read The Great Gatsby. I've only read a bunch of fan fiction of it. I read lots of Great Gatsby fan fiction, but I've never read the book itself. And at this point, I've had this for almost a decade and I haven't read it, so I'm not sure I'm going to. At this point, I think you shouldn't just because like that's a great American protest. Yeah. Like Absolutely. your last words should be like, I never read the Gatsby and I'm proud of the great Gatsby. This is a graphic novel drama I know a lot of people like, but I thought the ending was stupid. So way to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I did a review of it. I read it for when remember when AG ran that readathon called like Cancelathon over a year ago? Yeah. And um, so I read that for Cancelathon as one of the books. It was a graphic novel, was one of the prompts. I spoke to him last night, and yeah. he was funny. He was like, So I po I wanted to put out some content again because it's been a while. So I posted a review of the new Godzilla, uh, Godzilla movie. And oh, I, I watched that last night. I watched like, Godzilla versus Kong yesterday. I got, a, I, I got a comment, and it's like, I think I speak for all of your subscribers on this channel. That we're just here for the Murakami videos. So can you please put out another one of those already? <laughs> oh, wow. like, that's very rude. <laughs> that, that, he, he messaged me. He's like, first off, rude. Secondly, I, I get it. And I probably should. That, that was his response. To yeah. I mean, I understand. <laughs> but also that is super rude. It's a rude thing to say. Yeah. But I, I will say it's interesting after hearing from Always Marco. Like, it's only, I, I think we've been told quantity matters more than quality for so long. That we just accept it, but yeah. always Marco straight up said that if he focused more on um, one specific sector, in that case, like the scammers after World Financial Group, and he made sure that all of his videos were that, and he made sure that they were all the same high quality, he would have grown more faster. Also, I'm gonna uh, so for the giveaway, I'm gonna do giveaways of some business books. I'm gonna give away Tony Robbins's Money Master the Game because I hate Tony Robbins and the book is too long and it's boring as shit. So I'm gonna give that away. And I read this business book recently called It's About Damn Time, which is about um, diversity in venture capital. However, it had too much generic self-help advice and didn't teach me enough about venture capital. So I'm gonna give that away. I mean, venture capital is easy. Have a lot of money. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fair. It's fair. Um, <laughs> there. You now know venture capital. No, I, I know there's venture more capital. Once you have a lot of money, but... I'm going to look at my business book shelf. I'm probably going to... I'm going to give away some business books. So if anyone in the chat wants business books, let me know because uh, I'll do them in a giveaway. Look at this nice new little sign I got right here. I love this. It's a beautiful a sign. Bunch of business books behind it. And when we inevitably launch the success rule, you could change that to stay safe, stay sane, stay sexy. Oh, absolutely. I love so, it. Abby, you got to take over for a second. Okay, I'm taking over, y'all. So right now I've got a, a stack of books that I'm going to do in a giveaway. I'm trying to figure out what we should do for the giveaway. Like, should we do a thing where it's like, to enter the giveaway, you sign up for the mailing list. We don't have a mailing list. I have a mailing list. RK has a mailing list. We don't have a joint mailing list, though, so that might not work. We could do it something that's like, to enter the giveaway, I don't know, maybe share something. Like, share. We could have some 
post to share or something. I don't know. What 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 do you guys think about that in terms of giveaways? Okay, so this book. Let me see right here. Ugh, it's so stuck in here. Writing the breakout novel. I had to read this for a class. This book I disagree with so much information in. It talks about how like, because this was written also in 2001. It was published in 2001. And it was talking about how like, ebooks will never be that big of a thing. So if you're writing for the ebook market, that's stupid because ebooks are never going to take off. And he didn't even mention Kindle in this. He mentioned like Rocket Reads. So it just shows how 20 years ago this dude was completely wrong predicting what was going to happen in the ebook world. Yeah, that's why so, we can't even speak in absolutes. Absolutely. <laughs> we absolutely can't speak in absolutes. But other than that, it does have pretty good advice for how to structure a novel. So I'm going to give it away because I also have it on Kindle and I don't like it very much. Um, let's see. I have some books about video editing. Oh, Kimberly, uh, YouTube, we don't have reviews. We just like likes and comments. Uh, but our podcast, we do have reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you want to leave a five-star review, I mean, or a one-star, our rule is that you can leave any review you want. But if it's a, if it's a low-star review, please leave a comment. But we, we do accept reviews on, on Apple Podcasts. I totally forgot I had this disciplined entrepreneur workbook. Where did I get this? Did I buy this? I don't even remember. I'm glad I have it, but where did I get this? Is this even mine? Did I borrow it from somebody? What are your favorite business books? Like what business books have affected you the most? Um, I like this one right here. It's called Your Book, Your Brand. See, so you can see how much I post-it noted it and it's all full of highlighted stuff. This book is has like very practical, actionable advice on how to get uh, how to understand book publicity and how to start some DIY publicity stuff for yourself. Um, I like this book a lot too. It's called Punk Rock Entrepreneur. It's it takes uh, small business ownership, looking at it in a very DIY kind of way. Uh, one second. Those are much cooler. My my two are scaling up and good to great. <laughs> So this book right here is Who Moved My Cheese. I probably should read it before I give it away just because um, because it is considered like one of those, the, the, the hugest motivational books that started off this whole business book genre. It's very short. I feel like I need to do a review of it on the channel because it's talked about. Oh, it's super short. Okay, I'll review this before I give it away. Have you done the Napoleon Hill book? Uh Think and Grow um, Rich, or yeah, I haven't yet. That that should be on your list because that 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 launched like Tony Robbins and all of them too. Yeah, I have a couple that I need to review specifically for the channel. I have this one right here called or Think Rich and Grow. Don't let anybody steal your dream, which I believe is written by someone from Amway. Let me see. Don't let anybody steal your dream. Is it from Amway? Someone sent it to me in the mail to review, and I think it was... Ba oh, it's really short, too. I'm glad both of these are short. Okay, good. Because I think this one... Oh, this is like a super motivational one. Okay, I need to read these to review for the channel, so I'm not giving those away until I review them for the channel. But I should put those in a thing that's like, review for channel. Um, great. Oh, sabsicles. That's me. 
in this bookshelf do i want to i'm looking at I have a couple here. books about film editing i think this is specifically film like cutting film which i do not physically do i only have i i have six books on my bookshelf three of them i haven't read yet because it's a trilogy that i really want to okay well, i have seven because one of them is father and the horse and i'm, I'm not going to get rid of that it's, it's, it's mine um Absolutely. I have, uh, I have the Jerusalem trilogy. I, uh, uh, I have Save the Cat Writes a Novel, which I actually really like. I have, um, I'll just get the books that are mine. I think I already read this book about film editing. Yeah. So I might, if, if anyone wants to learn more about editing, I edit videos a lot, but I have two books about it. So if anyone wants to learn more about editing, um, yeah, Bet Marie Napoleon Hill was absolutely a con. Absolutely, yep. I need to. I haven't seen Coffeezilla's video about him yet, but I need to watch that. So, I have Save the Cat Writes a Novel, which I actually really like. Um, mm -hmm. I, I the, the book that I currently have with Montgomery for editing, I, I based off of. Uh, I, I used the Save the Cat Writes a Novel method. Um, yeah. I have John Truby presents the Anatomy of a Story, which AG swears by. So I need to finish that. I have the Jerusalem Trilogy by Alan Moore, which I've been meaning to read, and I'm happy I have it. It's one, I think it's the last book I actually bought before just switching over entirely to library books. Um, and then I have my all-time favorite book series, which is why I bought it, and I got the Barnes & Noble leather edition, or fake leather edition. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, I do. I have the leather edition of that, too. Don't panic. Yeah, this is my all-time favorite series. So I, I had to get this book. Yeah, I have the, the same fancy edition of that. And the reason I do is a funny story, because um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I borrowed from Tyler when we started dating in 2007. I borrowed it to read it. And I kept getting distracted with other things. And then it was 2011. And he was like, you still haven't given me back Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And so then, for my 19th birthday, he gave me that nice edition of it. And I was so happy. And then, a couple of weeks ago, he revealed to me that the reason he got it for me was that I kept not giving him his book back. And he wanted so, it back. <laughs> so he rewarded your behavior. So now you know if you want something, you just got to steal his. <laughs> well, now we, we live together, so it's not a big deal. No, I love it. And it's so pretty, isn't it? Yeah. All right, I've got a couple books. I'm gonna do a video that's like books that viewers have sent me that they wrote because I have a couple books that viewers have wrote that they sent me to review, and I haven't gotten to them yet because I'm really far behind. But I might be able to do them in one video. We'll Just Eva, why'd you get Father in the Forest? It sucks. Best thing about it's the cover. Dude, RK is so good at being so modest i feel like that that's your your best way of marketing is that you're so modest about your work you're like my work sucks why would anyone like it my best way of marketing is that i actually learned how to do amazon ads with this book <laughs> i don't know about amazon ads dude i'm still not sold on them well no they, they worked for me that's all that's fair but like I didn't make that much money with it. I put like if we want to talk about things I never gave back, I borrowed this Polaroid camera from a coworker at a place I haven't worked at in over a year. 
all these things that I've done. So Aaron told me a story how when she was in third grade and she first learned how to burn CDs. You would have loved Aaron back then, but because I feel it sounds it's an adorable story and I feel so bad for her. She learned how she to learned burn how to burn CDs in third grade. Yep, and she thought it was the coolest thing in the world. So she got no. I'm just like impressed shit ton of CDs. Burned oh, CDs until I was like a teenager. She got a shit ton of CDs, and she made she made mixes for everyone in her class. Of course it, she did. I love it. And it was very Killers heavy because she loved the Killers. Wait, how old is Erin that she was listening to the Killers in third grade? She's church. Wait, she's four years younger than me, so she's twenty five now, and she's turning twenty six in December. Oh, I didn't realize she was so much younger than you. Okay, I'm 29 and she's 25. That's not horrible. No, <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't. I wasn't I'm not Onision. I wasn't, I wasn't. I didn't mean you were like Onision. I'm 29 and I'm dating someone that can rent a car. That's fine. No, I, there's nothing wrong with it. I just uh, always, because you guys have been together for so long, I always assumed you were the exact same age. No, not everyone is you and Tyler. Yeah, not everyone's me and Tyler who were born three days apart. Yeah, exactly. So, because uh, I was like. Okay, dude. So she's young. She's a baby. So she she burned CDs forever in her class, and they were very killers heavy. And no, none of her classmates wanted them. Oh. And I felt so. I feel so bad. Right. I know. I should have all wanted them. Because she put so much effort into it. She thought it was so cool. She wanted to share it is music. So cool. With she was right. It was so cool. Her classmates yeah, her, were so lame. Her classmates suck. Her classmates suck. I hate them all. Yeah. Ugh. So do I. I want to go back in time, and I would have been. Nope, still would have been wrong because if she was in third grade and I was four years older than her, I, I would have been in middle school, approaching high school, and I couldn't yep, get up a third grader. That would have been, been wrong. <laughs> I would have like thirteen, beating up nine-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, nope, that would be very, very wrong. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah, and the more I go back, the worse it gets. It's like. 10, 10 beating up a six-year-old isn't much better. <laughs> All right, I've got my author tuber bookshelf. These are books by author tubers. It's my collection. I love it. Um, and then I filtered out some books to do with the giveaway. These books I need. Oh. These books I need to review for my channel. So I'm going to put them over here. And then just, these books, I'm going to do a giveaway. Oh, my Polish Chicago book fell over. Just Eva has big opinions on age, but none apply beyond 25. I'm glad that none apply to us. I'm, I'm glad I don't. Does that mean that like a year ago they would have applied to us? Well, when you started dating, you would have been what? I think we started dating when I was 25 and she was 21, which doesn't feel that bad either. That's not that bad, no. How did you guys meet? Tinder. Oh. Cool. Good for y'all. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I did some books clearing out. Um, there's definitely some other books I need to clear out from over here, but I have some that I'm going to give away to people and that'll be fun. Yeah. Just see if she, if she was 19, it would apply to me, but she's not. So it's, it's just doesn't fucking matter. Like that would have been a completely different situation. If Napoleon Dynamite actually used his nunchucks on people, it would be a different situation. His birthday is two days before mine, but he was born the year before. That's beautiful. 
My heart is so happy. I just saw the wall art from January book box on the shelf. You made a Mara's day. Yay. Oh yeah. I have so much book box stuff in here. I love the book box stuff and I have all the author tuber written ones on my author tuber shelf. And I have a little stack of books right here that we're going to do with the giveaway. So how, how would we want to enter, have people enter a giveaway? I don't know, but I just want to hear just Ava talk shit about Scott Disick from Keeping Up With Our Kardashians because he's like in his late 30s and every every time I hear he has a new girlfriend, it's, it's, she's 19. Dude, okay, yeah, I have, okay. So the other day I found out, I think, you know, lately we've been doing a good job canceling people and holding them accountable when they date people who are underage. But we didn't do that just like 10 years ago. And this is a big problem. Um, like... Hillary Duff was 16 when she dated Joel Madden from Good Charlotte, who was 25. That is unacceptable. Like, that is so unacceptable that I could, like... And then if you look at, if you, like, look for Joel Madden on Twitter, most of it is people just having good, like, fond memories of Good Charlotte. And I'm like, uh, no, dude. He dated a 16-year-old when he was 25. That's disgusting. Like, What do they even talk about? Like, teenagers are stupid. Like it was, it, it just makes it even, my point is it makes it even worse because it's clearly a sexual relationship. Right? I was like, and they dated for like three years or something. Like, it's ridiculous. I was like, no. And then, you got too old. You turned 19. Oh God. <laughs> and yeah, there was, uh, there were, there were a bunch more listed. Like a lot of, uh, like Jerry Seinfeld was 38 and he dated a 17 year old and he would like have to go drop her off back at high school Oof. so i'm like how are people like not remembering these people exclusively as groomers well, when that's what they are it was also celebrated at the time i mean i i now know because when covid lockdown first started and aaron wanted to capture her youth to find a place of comfort we watched one tree hill together and the one girl is 17 in that show and she starts a romantic relationship with Pete Wentz and celebrated in that show. It's like, you're like in your mid twenties and a huge rock star. Why do you want to date a little high school girl? It's like, Oh, cause you guys are different and cool. It's like, well, yeah, but no, so, it's, yeah, this, dude, is, this is celebrated in the show. And, and now it's fucking weird. <laughs> I, yeah. I hate that. And I hate that. Like people, people got away with it so much in the past and then if you tried to bring up that people did this in the past, people would be like, oh, it was a different time. And I'm like, grooming children was never acceptable. And it like, for people who are like, okay, this girl got married when she was 12 in 1624 or something. Like, okay, I'll let it happen. You know, I won't, I, I'm not, I won't cancel all the historical figures. But just like things that happened recently, like within the past few decades... There were so many adult men who were objectively adults dating women who were not women who were objectively children. And it was considered okay. Like, th that's disgusting. I just think it's uh, it's bizarre that Scott Disick is, it, it's it's always a new girl and she's always 19. Like, this is now at least the third one because I remember when it was, uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, daughter. Uh Shit, now, now I'm blanking on his name right now. It was some famous singer's daughter. He was dating her for a bit. Now he's dating another 19-year-old. And before her, it was another 19-year-old. And this guy is now in his late 30s, and his choice of preference is still 19. 
This is wild. So a lot of the so Eva says my daughter was 14 when her 19 year old boyfriend wasn't allowed over. I haven't spoken to half the family since then because I was the only one who said no. Eva, thank you for saying no. And then also Again, says that her fuck? daughter became a mom at 17 and the father was 26. Good lord, I'm so sorry. This is I'm, yeah. Well, yeah. So and then the. My daughter's father. Okay, so this is okay. So your ex, I guess, broke a girl's jaw when he finally got some prison time. Good lord, I'm so sorry. This is awful. This is just like so. It's been so normalized too, and I feel like nowadays people are finally like bringing it up. But it's like the number of people who get remembered solely for being groomers. It's like it's almost random. Like you look at like Onision, and people are like, oh yeah, he groomed underage girls, and he is awful, and will only ever be remembered for that now. Great. People now are talking about like James Charles was sending nudes to underage fans. Yeah, unacceptable. But there were so many other people who did this and are like people just forgot that they did this. It just like faded off into obscurity and people are like, oh yeah, they're fine. Despite the fact that they did the exact same things. Oh, just Eve, I, I, I know you didn't trust me. I, I knew that we were having just uh, me being twenty-five. They think a twenty-one-year-old is, is nowhere near that category. Oh, nothing wrong with that. I'm, 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 I'm aware. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. Sure, no. Sure. I, I, I didn't take that offensively. I'm, I'm somewhat secure with the relationship I'm, I'm in, and, and know that that, like, is just socially acceptable in every. Like, because the thing is, when we're talking about these, these, these circumstances, first off. <sighs> Part of the reason why they're so icky is like they're clearly just sexual relationships because what do you have in common if you're in a like in your example that you listed if you're 19 dating a 14 year old like why do you want to date a 14 what, what do you care about what she's doing in eighth grade homeroom you're well, in college like, these are like formative like when it's your formative years yeah when it's the years that like you would be learning like just like the thought of like I changed so much between just like 18 and 23. And that's not to say that if I, if, if I was in between those ages and dated someone slightly older than that, like if I was like 21 and 25, like that's not a problem. But my point is like when you have a big age gap and like, it just doesn't work, dude. And a lot of people, a lot of people disagree with me on this and will come at me like, well, this, this specific case, it worked. And I'll be like, they'll be like, I, my, my mom was 16 and my dad was 28 when they got married and they've been married for 50 years. I'm like, good for them, I guess. But like, I would not want that to be normalized because the majority, the overwhelming majority of times someone is getting groomed in that situation. So no, I would not, I would rather have that never happen. Yeah. I mean, to, to bring us back to somewhat humor, I'm, I'm always going to be attracted to 40 to 40. 40, like 40 and 41 year olds. Like if, if I'm 80 and single, I'm still going to flirt with 40 and 41 year. Like just that, that's my age. I like 40 and 41. I mean, I, I, I know I say 30. What about 42? <sighs> Getting a little old. What about, what, <laughs> about, what about 39 year olds? Too young for you? Well, no, I mean, honestly, my, my ideal age for women, as far as like who I'm attracted to, it's, it's always like that 30 to 51, I think is like that. Like if I, if I were making a dating profile right now, I'd be 30 to 51. I guess I didn't know that about you. I think because a lot of the celebrities we've talked about that are attractive were in their late twenties. So I didn't know that you were into women in their late thirties and early forties. Oh yeah. I like the moms. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't want to dive into the psychology of that. I just, <laughs> I really don't want to dive into it, but I like the moms. 
Got got the milf thing going on. I, got, I like milfs. They're, they're they're beautiful. I mean, it's yeah, and that's no, great, dude. I love that. I love that. That's fantastic. Here is what make okay. So share. I see. Yeah, no share. I see your posts. I don't know. I I hope that y'all are still watching this show when Sabby and I are in our eighties and I'm I'm dating a forty year old. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's someone will point out. I didn't realize yeah. how many how normal it was for young women to date older guys. I never did. I guess, I don't know why. Maybe I just didn't like older guys. I don't know what it was, but. Well, you don't like Dom guys. And I feel like that in those situations. But I don't they're... think I knew that when I was 14. But is, the, is like, is that something that you think you know? Like, even when you don't know? Like, it's just as far as like, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not like attraction. It's more just like, I don't want to be around him because for some reason I have bad feelings. I guess. Yeah. I've always been a person who's been very assertive. I've always been a very like aggressive person. So if someone like, even I was like, when I was in middle school, like, like little middle school relationships that I would have, I was always like too aggressive, not in like a mean way, but in the way that like, um, like I didn't take shit if I found like if I was dating a guy and he said something and I didn't like it I'm like what the fuck did you just say like I was instantly like no excuse me like I did not take any shit at all and I would end up breaking up with guys all the time I'd be like nope nope so yeah I think I knew from the beginning and maybe like subconsciously I knew that if I dated someone older they would probably feel like they could they would probably seem like they were in charge of the relationship. And I just knew I didn't want that. But I also didn't date anyone younger because younger was gross because I was a teenager. So younger teenagers were super gross because they were children. So you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I always dated guys the same age as me. And then I ended up with Tyler, who's three days younger than me. But I was he was conceived first. <laughs> I love how you know that information. I mean, I know it because I was born extremely prematurely and he wasn't. That's all I know. Got he it. Born premature. I was born very premature. My mom did not was not expecting me to come. I, I might have ahead to go. Of time. This is the second call I'm getting. If I'm going to see if I have to go or not. Okay, let me know because I can wrap up the stream in a minute. I've got to get on to my cl more cleaning, do some meditation, take Chewy out while I listen to Marie Kondo's book. All of that. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. So Kitty says, if an 18-year-old tried to talk to me at 14, I would have been weirded out. Me too, dude. I would have been weirded out. I'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Oof. So I saw an earlier comment from, uh, I think it was Amara. Okay, yeah, about Matt Gates. No, it's it's wild. So I actually this it's it reminds me of the Elliot Spitzer thing. Now Elliot's I, I mean I wasn't that I, I was a kid when that happened, but it's one of the first things. It's some of the first like were we like in high school when that, that happened? Elliot I don't even Spitzer. remember. He he cheated on his wife. Was she underage? It it wasn't just cheating on his wife. He paid a prostitute and brought her across straight state lines. Now she was she was an adult. Okay, with Elliot Spitzer, she was an adult, I thought, but with Matt Gates, she but, was underage, which is makes yeah, but, a whole but it's, level. It's still, it's still, but it's still sex trafficking with him because he brought her across state lines. Yes, oh, Matt Gates has that. Extra okay, thing. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so Matt Gates sex trafficked a child, which is unacceptable. I can't, like, dude, dude. I only see yeah. Twitter talking about it too. A lot of these things, I start to get into a Twitter bubble and I think the whole world is mad about something. And then it turns out only Twitter was mad about it. And so a lot of people oh, are like, why are Yeah, I was in high school. I just started high school. 
Yeah, a lot of people are like, why aren't people talking about Matt Gates enough? And I was like, oh, it's all over Twitter. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess the real world is not Twitter. But yeah, dude, he, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, it's, it's, it's fucked up. And um, yeah, this whole situation is fucked up. And Scott just started it. Not, not started the, 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 the practice. I just meant the conversation. So thanks, Scott. <laughs> and to Joe, Joe said, don't let me meet your mom. I'm, it's not like I can't control myself around moms. I just, I just, I just think they're attractive. <laughs> just, you just like moms. There's nothing I just, wrong just with like moms. moms. Wait, uh, Debila Bot, I just want to make sure I'm pronouncing that right. How many people were jumping to Gates's defense? Really? I didn't hear anyone defending him. If they did, though, that's horrible. You can't. You should not be defending sex trafficking a child. I do not want to hear anyone trying to defend that under any circumstances. What would even be the defense for that? They, they, that he's Republican. <clears throat> like, how would you even? How would you even defend that? Like, no, 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 no. I'm glad that that people people seem to be more aware and caring more about these issues lately, though within the past couple of years, at least just looking at like, just, just a decade and a half ago. I'm curious if QAnon is going to defend him because they're not actively speaking out against him. And I thought they existed to call out the pedophile. Like, I mean, obviously they don't. Like, obviously they, they exist they, for they, conspiracy they, theory purposes. They, 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 they've they proven on more than one occasion that that's not actually why they exist, but they claim that's why they exist, and it's wild that they can't. Oh, you're right. They're going to make age of consent arguments. Oh, my God. I hate when people say, especially men. So many men will, if men use the phrase age of consent, it sets off my uh, my alarm bells immediately. Men who are like, but age of consent, I don't, I don't give a fuck what you oh. think the age of consent is. Uh, Joe's using the James it, Charles offensive. I thought she was 18 because I know he said on more than one occasion that like the, the guys he was talking to lied about their age. And then it's like, how many times, if that keeps happening to you this many times, maybe you're the problem. Well, H3H3 pulled up like the kids' TikToks that mm -hmm. these guys were talking, that, that James Charles was talking to. And it's like, James Charles claims that they lie about their age, but then on one of the, like on a TikTok before they start talking to James, they have to talk about hey, James. Like they post 15 year olds about it, like shit like that. It's like, mm -hmm. so if you just looked at his profile, you would have seen posts of him saying his age, but because he said in a DM he was older, that's your argument. Yeah. We're, go we're going full H3H3 Trisha Paytas right now, talking about James Charles. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the podcast we're most comparable to since we're one of the only male female podcasts out there that is wild isn't it and i didn't realize that until you pointed that out that most podcasts are hosted by people of the same gender I yeah, it's a boys club that. or a girls club i it, never it, realized that and then i was like i guess h3 and trisha paytas with frenemies does the the male female podcast and we do i think we're that's the only other one i can think of right now it's true crime and wine with your best girlfriends or mom's basement with the guy with the bros and ball like i think i think sports podcasts actually are, are pretty um diverse like, that, I, would, that would make sense because yeah it's yeah it's targeted kind of at everyone then yeah like like mina kimes has met like i don't know if she has a regular male co-host but she has men on all the time um so maybe I'll take it a step further. I'll say I'll say female sports podcasts tend to be like, or female head sports podcasts tend to uh, be more um, co-ed. I think there's also like some like nerd culture podcast type things where people do podcasts about like Star Wars or whatever. I think those tend to be 
pretty gender mixed as well. But those tend to also have like 10 hosts. They tend, they don't usually have like, like a full on panel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know Game of Thrones, the Ringer had a Game of Thrones podcast that had like one female and two male hosts. Oh, wait. Okay. So a lot of people are recommending male and female <laughs> podcasts to us. This is awesome. So Kristen Hill says, Oh, no, Ross and Carrie. Oh, I've heard of that. Someone mentioned that. I remember Queen's podcast, podcast with Knox and Jamie. And then apparently, oh, no, Ross and Carrie is a good non-married couple co-ed duo. Well, that's what we are, too. So that works. I love non-married co-ed duos. Yeah, we, we should listen to them because they're. Uh, OK, awesome. Thanks for the recommendations, guys. We'll check those out. Ugh, Ontario sounds weird. Um, <laughs> Queen of Spades comments here is 14 is legal, but we have Romeo and Juliet rule. They have to change the age to 16 because we constantly change it. Uh, going back and forth from 16 to 18, not 14. Okay, got it. Not 14 and 18. Oh, not 14. Okay. 16 and 18. I was gonna say that's 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 really that's that's really backwards. Yeah, is, Eva says if anyone is looking at the law to see if it's okay to date, that's a red flag. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I remember someone it should be pointed pretty out. clear where. It, yes, if you're are you both children or both adults? I guess, I guess if it's like oh. I'm 17 and they're 18 and it's, I'm a high school junior and they're a senior or we're both seniors and one of us hasn't had a birthday yet. I feel like that's probably the only situation where you might question it because you're a child and don't know that that's just like, you know, I was worried about that as a child because I turned 18 three days before Tyler did. And I was worried. I was like, I'm an 18 year old dating a 17 year old right now. And I'm not cool with this. I, I have to wait three days. I can't touch you for the next three days. Oh, of course, I, 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 I could see 18-year-old Savvy stressing the fuck out. About I was so stressed about that. I was like, I'm not touching you for three days. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's pretty funny. Um, but, like, I remember, I forgot who said it. It may have been Jacqueline Glenn. Yeah. But I don't want to credit her with this if it wasn't her. Um, but she was, like, commenting on Onision and Onision's husband, uh, who I'm forgetting his name now. Uh, but they, they they were showing the um, the the live stream conversations they were having with fans and for some reason uh onision's husband was able to just like list age of consent laws for each state it's like yeah if you know the age of consent in every single state that's that's not that's that's not a flex that's right well didn't onision start dating them when they were like 15 or something something like that yeah so they and they, they yeah, were Onision obviously was like 31 or something like that i don't know i might have the ages wrong but it was they, like they, they were definitely groomed too but now they are practicing Onision got them pregnant underage like at age 17 or something and he was in his mid to late 20s or something like that was that kai or was that someone else because i see kai. I, I see claire to kai because I, I know well, yeah i don't know they, they all blend together he's had so many underage relationships yeah I don't want this to be an Onision stream either. Yeah, I know. We can't talk about him. He's he's awful, dude. He, he um, goes back on that whole... I mean, uh, I said it before. I'll say it to Onision, too. He's someone who can play hopscotch on landmines. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? I forget what I was going to say. You're just going to appreciate that visual. It's, it's yeah. my go-to visual. Y'all feel free to use it. Appreciate the visual of hopscotch on landmines. All right, guys, let's let, let I'm going to come up with some goals for today. My goal for today is wait, what you want to hear the best thing about hopscotch too? what the first novel I ever wrote, and I've never done anything with it. It was a buddy crime comedy. And the main character's name was Hopscotch because he was a one legged alcoholic who used his prosthetic leg as a flask. 
Why did you not do anything with that? That's that's Maybe also very too awesome. It's very you. I'm like, that's something you would definitely write. That's so you. Yeah, like it was sort of inspired by Tarantino's uh, remove the leg and there's a gun. And I was like, what if I remove the leg and there's a flask? I love it. I love it, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You absolutely need to put that out. Publish that. Maybe. Maybe. I have so many fucking books on this computer that I'm just too intimidated to edit. It's it's way more comforting to just keep writing rough drafts and never do anything with them. Eva asking, yes, I have folded my clothes. I've been folding my clothes. I, I don't. Okay. I'm not going to fold my socks. That's too far. I also need That's to go too through, far. Too far. I need to go through my socks and see which ones spark joy because right now my sock drawer is so overfull and I also had to have a box of socks outside the sock drawer just because I didn't realize how many socks I had. I was always out of socks and I would keep buying new ones and getting new ones as gifts because I was out of socks all the time. Then it turns out I actually had a ton of socks. It was just such a mess that they were scattered all over the room. They were under the bed. They were in the laundry and I never did the laundry. And as a result, it turns out I have so many socks that they can't fit in a single drawer. So now I have to get rid of some socks. I have to get rid of some more clothes. And now I've gotten rid of some books today. So that's good. But yes, I am folding shirts, especially the way that she talked about where you open the drawer. I even did an Instagram story with this. I'll, I'll also film more of it later because I want to do a, a vlog about this at some point. So I've, I, um, folded the shirts so that when you pull open the drawer, the shirts are like lined up uh, side by side and in their standing up format instead of on top of each other. And she's right. It is so much better. It's so much better. So I love it. Queen of spade on Instagram gave our stream a shout out and we appreciate it. But this picture, makes it look like you said something that just left me shook. (laughs) (laughs) I left you shook. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so I've got a lot more to clean in the bedroom today. So I've also got, what do I have to do today? Okay, I have to, I have to package up orders for Forever Home Friends and mail them out. I have to send out merch orders. Yes, donate blood. I have to walk Chewy. Well, that's what I'm doing right after the stream. I'm going to walk Chewy, then I'm going to take a shower. I should just outline. I'm going to outline my day right now. So after we get off the stream, I'm going to... Drink water. I walk Chewy. Drink water. Shower. No. Drink water. Just just because you're telling me to do it, now I'm not going to do it. I'm going to drink no water all day just because of that. You're going to dehydrate me. Don't drink water. Drink water nonstop for the next three days. (laughs) Yeah. I challenge you now, Savvy. I challenge you. No, I'm not drinking water. I hate water. Water sucks. It really, really sucks. Water sucks. It really, really sucks. So, walk Chewy, and then I'm going to shower, and then I'm going to, I have to then... Um, uh, Conditional and, is better. I make the hair silky and smooth. Uh, what are you singing? Well, I sang the, like, water sucks, the Gatorade's better from Waterboy, and then I transitioned to Billy Madison. Uh, shampoo versus conditioner debate. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I wasn't getting your reference at first. I have I, seen, I like, have seen both of those movies, but I forgot where I, it's been a long time. Quoting Adam Sandler, and you just don't appreciate it. I'm sorry, I didn't appreciate your Adam Sandler quoting. It's okay. All right, so then I'm going to do a video premiere, and then after the video premiere, I'm going to package orders, and then I'm going to clean... 
And yeah, then I'm going to I know it's from Billy Madison. I, I said right there, I started off with that with the water boy and I transitioned to Billy Madison. Then I'm going to interview someone for a video. And then I'm going to make dinner. And then I'm going to clean some more. And let's see. All right, let's see. I'm going to walk Chewy from 9.30 to 10. Guys, I'm putting my day together right now. This is great. And then I'm going to shower from 10 to 10.30. Oh, my God. I'm not actually going to spend that long in the shower. I'm just I'm blocking out extra time so that I don't fall behind. 10.30 to 11. Okay, and the video premiere is going to be 11 to noon. Let's see if she notices then, when I leave. Ah, you left! <laughs> you left! Okay, guys, I'll finish scheduling my day. I'll finish scheduling my day later. I don't like being alone. I'm alone on this podcast right now, and I don't like it. Anyway, um, I love all of you guys. Thank you so much for being here this morning. I will see you guys uh, in an hour and a half on my main channel. Don't forget, I have a new video premiering on my main channel in an hour and a half. So I will see you guys there. In the meantime, don't forget to support small businesses. I love you all. Have a fantastic Monday and keep on cleaning just like we're doing. Have a great week. Bye, everyone.